Yeah, no, no, for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, we're just gonna, the people's just gonna have to <laughs> bear with us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just be grateful for, for, for the blessings, right? Enjoy the charm of long distance Zooming. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Zoom, shout out to Zoom. So on this basic, um, on this basic uh, account that I have, basic free account, the talks are only the the conference of oh, 40 minutes let's go yo how are you <laughs> i am good talk to us talk to us um so let's just do the intro right so well uh w- welcome everybody thank you so much for listening to melanin is human where we face the melanin and we embrace being human and today's guest it's um uh, of course every every person that I am privileged to to talk with on this show. It's it's a it's oh there there there's no, there, oh my gosh I can't find the words right now. Every guest is <laughs> every guest is special. So without further ado, I let this other special guest right uh, this next <laughs> introduce herself. Well, thanks for putting me on the spot. <laughs> Hi, uh, my name is It. Um, for my English speakers, that's like the letters I. E T. It's the easiest way to pronounce it. Oh wow. Um, Dude, I never I never even thought about that. But yeah, that's Yeah, English speakers have a rough time with with IET. They can pronounce Haiti because there's an H and somehow the H makes it easy, but IET, like it, it's that's why I just just like the letters, I-E-T. Um, it actually is the Creole way to spell Haiti, so I am actually named after the country. Um, and I'm a singer, songwriter, and artist from Haiti, France, and Chile. Haiti, France, and Chile. Yeah. Now, talk to us because, like, I'm going to. I know when I posted on Instagram, I didn't post any um, any pictures because I just like to keep things simple. But when it gets time to like post kind of the interview, I would love to post a picture of yours. <laughs> okay. But for right now, those that that are you know that would just be listening off the podcast. What do I look like? <laughs> exactly, because you just said that you're from Haiti. Uh, Chile and where else? France. France, France, France. Okay, so mm-hmm. like, that's you know what I'm saying like, how do you look like? So like, what's your ethnicity? Uh, I um honestly, physically, I look white. My skin is white, but I don't identify to white at all. Like, okay. it's that's another issue. But physically, I'm very freaking pale, and trust me, I've been teased about it my whole life. Um, especially like living in Haiti, growing up in Haiti and everything. So I'm very fair skinned, uh, green eyes. Typically I'm like, naturally I'm a brunette, but you know, blondes have more fun. So let's just say I'm blonde, <clears throat> even though it's not, not quite authentic, but yeah, I'm basically blonde with green eyes right now. If you met me in the streets, that's what I am. It's <laughs> hey. what I look like. Okay. And so let's kind of um, push that card a little further. So um, what like if somebody were to ask you what's your ethnicity, right? So you don't, so yeah, so you don't really, you know, relate to, yeah. Well, I think saying I'm white would be like, I may look white, but I have so much more culture in me that isn't white per se, you know, like Haitian is not a white culture, nor, neither is Chile. Like I always say that I'm, I'm Latina in a sense, okay. you know, right. like I consider myself Latina because I feel like, the advantage with Latina is that it kind of is like an umbrella term and there's a big uh, shade range of Latinos. So it kind of gives you that leeway in a sense. And I also come from three cultures who are like 
of Latin origin in a sense. Yes. French is a Latin language, Spanish is a Latin language, and Creole, because it's a mix of everything, we're going to say it's Latin-ish. So, yes, exactly. you know, I, 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 just, I just take on the Latina, like, ethnicity, even though it's more complex than that, obviously. But I feel like if right. I'm making a long story short, that's what I chose to go with. Right. So I love analogies. Um, I love different things like that. Um, just the creative stuff, like how you just uh, have this little uh, tool to help people um, say your name and to actually remember your name. <laughs> T, you know, and so like, yeah. like that. And so when you said, you know, I, I too use that expression often where I say, you know, to make a long story short, but let's try to lengthen out that story. <laughs> A of little course. bit, right? Right? Okay, so All right. Um, what has been your experience with people um, off, like on the first impression of you? Like what's been that interaction? Like, like when they see you and then after interacting with you, you know what I'm saying? So like- Ask where I'm before? from. Right, right. Or, or, like, or just like when they start learning, oh shoot, this isn't like, oh shoot, like she's not a white American girl. I mean, I I don't I don't know how people perceive me to be honest, but I don't I I, it's hard to tell you know how people perceive you because for example I remember I don't think I speak English with an accent right but according to some American friends of mine I do okay so for me my accent would be American if anything like if I think about it because I've learned to speak English via American TV and movies and like interactions with American people mainly because growing up in Haiti, America is the closest English speaking country. So for me, my accent's American, but then people are telling me, no, I have an accent. For example, this, uh, there was a Starbucks next to my uh, dorm in college. And for some reason, the guy there, the bartender there always kept giving, not bartender, but you got the point, barista. <laughs> the barista always gave me a, a bigger size than I ordered. He gave me a, like the, the tallest size all the time and I, I couldn't figure it out and one day my roommate came back and she's like I know why he keeps giving you the venti it's because of your accent and I was like my what she's like yeah some girls in front of me had an accent and he gave them a venti so he probably has a thing for accents and that's the first time I heard that I had an accent you know right. so I was like I have a an accent okay cool like great no problem mm. and when I asked her what accent I had she was like I don't know but not American <laughs> so I guess people, if I'm speaking English, I guess people um, will know that I'm not American, but they won't know what I am. And then when comes the question of where are you from, I love to make people guess because I know that they will not guess. Yeah. And um, and they surely enough have never, never once has a person guessed Haiti, like never once. So, right. you know, but then if I'm speaking French, though, if I'm speaking French, though, they might not, they might not. Like, that's not a question. Like, I speak French like a French person because I've grown up in a French-speaking household and okay. I, I have a lot of my family in France, so I came here every summer and I can code switch very quickly into French. Wow. So, so my French sounds French. And so French people will m not really think that I'm not from France. So in France, it's kind of like that question is secondary. But in the U.S., like it comes up pretty quickly, and then it's like, "Oh, where are you from?" And I tell them to guess, and they, well, they never guess Haiti. I gotten the closest I got, I think, was like Brazil. Brazilian, okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. So tons of questions uh, popped into my head as you were talking. Um, 
But go ahead. We dive in a little deeper. You had mentioned that you were uh, a singer songwriter. Yes. Where can our, my my listeners be able to not only see this picture <laughs> of this Haitian, um, <laughs> French, Chilean girl, but also <laughs> a woman, or I mean, but also listen to to her art? Where? Can um. You- thanks for being the plug right there. Um, you. Uh, you can find me on all all platforms like streaming platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, Deezer. All of those, you just type in IET, and the way that is spelled is A Y I I T I. So, like, there's two I's in the middle. I'm looking at you. <laughs> so, it's A Y I I T I. Facts, facts. And they can find me on all platforms there, you know, streaming platforms, even my Instagram, Twitter. I, I don't really go on Twitter, but my Instagram, my Facebook, my YouTube, all of that. A Y I I T I. Come on, y'all. Follow <laughs> her, subscribe to the YouTube. <laughs> Spotify, <laughs> Apple Music. It's yes. a game. If you're into like Stromae, you know what I'm saying? Uh, or, or you know, because I feel like American music over the past like 10 years has definitely, probably 10 years? Yeah, maybe like 12 years has really started incorporating like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like French music. And I think Stromae was like, was. Stromae like, was, is. Yeah. Literally, you know what Stromae means, right? Maestro, right? Yeah, and yes. he really is like the maestro. Bro. Like he's so so dope. What hundred- so, the other day? The other day, I just watched um, Tous les Mêmes another time, and I was just oh. like, oh, this freaking video, man! It's insane. Bro, it's he's, insane. He's yeah. I like I like him. I love him. I um, admire him. He is. I just wanna. I just wanna know where's the music at you know what i'm saying but i'm sure he's working i'm sure he's cooking it up um but enough of stromai who knows he might yeah <laughs> tangent <laughs> it's okay yeah. enough of stromai shoot stromai if you're hearing this right now if you want me to talk more music more please you, more music and hit me up so we can talk but um anyways. he's he's also mixed actually oh uh yeah he's a he's from i think his father was from the Congo, I always get it wrong. I used to think it was Rwanda, but I think it's Congo. Okay. And Belgium and Congo has have a very complicated history. Interesting. So, yeah, no, he, he's such a dope artist. Wait, I'm, you're making me Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out to Google. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not saying anything. It just says it just says Belgian, and his name is hella Belgian. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hope okay. I didn't say just n'importe quoi, but I think you'll, you'll look that up on your own time. Let's get back to our, right, 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 our right. convo. So, <laughs> Tangent so, ended. <laughs> so, um, where, what's your lineage? Like so you said, Haitian, uh, French, and also uh, Chilean. So, 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 so what's So my mom is Chilean. Okay. Like from both her parents, she's Chilean, but she um, grew up in France because they had to leave Chile in exile Mm-hmm. After the coup d'état in 73. Okay. Um, she was two. So she's basically lived in, in France her whole life, socialized in France. So she speaks, she speaks French more so than she speaks Spanish. She speaks both. But like my grandparents are the ones who speak Spanish, like when they open their mouth and she speaks French first, you know? Right. Um, and then my dad is French from his mom and Haitian from his dad. So 
he's mixed Haitian and French and my mom is just Chilean. But you know, the way I was raised, the way I was raised, you know, my cultures are so intertwined. It's, it's impossible to, to like device them, like to divvy them up because you could, since my dad is mixed, right? People might be like, oh, so you're less Haitian than you're Chilean. But then I grew up my whole life in Haiti. You know, I, I lived my whole life in Haiti. I speak Creole. I like, it's it's home um and then you could be like well your mom is chilean so you're more that than anything but then my mom is also very french in her like her way of socializing so it's like everything is so intertwined but then at the end of the day quote unquote unquote i am like chilean from her no matter what and we know you know whenever there's a birthday party we have empanada parties and we have the pisco sour and we have all the food from chile on my mom's side so it really is a mix. And um, the way I was raised is basically I'm 100% French, I'm 100% Chilean, and I'm 100% Haitian. Hey, that is what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> and I know, um, hmm. so talk to me about that because, so like I'm Haitian American, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I came over to the States when I was two. And so um, for mm-hmm. sure, I would say I'm more Amer- like, I'm dang it's kind of hard because like I would I would literally like die for Haiti like I'm not gonna say I'm gonna literally die for Haiti because I'm still here in the U.S. you feel me so 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 you know Haiti is are you are both your parents Haitian yes so like my dad my dad is half Indian and then um and, and half Haitian because our grandfather my grandfather came from India was was oh no way yeah 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 uh, back in the what, like nineteen early nineteen hundreds, they had tons of different mm-hmm. like people, like you know, what I'm saying from everywhere. Like my parents mm-hmm. tell me stories where some of their classmates were Chinese and um, just yeah, like, random stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I feel like the the end of the eighteen hundreds in Haiti had a lot of waves of random uh, from random different countries that you wouldn't necessarily expect in Haiti. Yep, <laughs> to end exactly. up in Haiti. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And so, um, being, being this like American, right. But yet like, um, so this, this child of a diaspora, right. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, you already know the struggle, right. And so, and so it's like, I feel like you guys, I feel like you guys get given a tough time from people back home who live in Haiti because, um, it's this kind of like thing. I I don't know. It's a phenomenon. It's a human nature thing. I find that, um, when you go, when you when you live through hardships, you kind of claim it as yours, right. and and kind of like, for example, a completely different but the same example is when I used to live in Canada. It's so freaking cold up there that you have this way of whenever someone from like Boston or New York is like, it's so cold, you're like, Psh. <laughs> you don't know what cold is, you know. Right. So it's kind of like I feel like Haitians have that kind of attitude towards diaspora because I feel like the diaspora in general really really want to help Haiti, and like reinvest back home and right. and contribute but because you guys in a sense are living in the states and don't know the struggle of being in haiti right. it's like there's this kind of like oh like they don't take you seriously or they it's so it's like there's this weird um like how could i say it this, this weird dynamic between the two which i think is unfortunate because i feel like we have a lot to learn and to appreciate from the diaspora and I feel like the diaspora can really help Haiti. Mm-hmm. So I know I I I already know the 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 pardon my French the shit you must be taking from Haitians back home just cuz you don't live there sometimes. Right, you know like right. getting dismissed. Exactly. Basically. Exactly. So but like I would definitely love to hear a bit about how it was 
looking the way you look, right? <laughs> and having that, the culture that you do have, right? The cultured family, mm-hmm. but growing up in Haiti, which is, you know, for those that honestly do not know, I'm not sure how you would not know this, but I am going to be extremely, extremely kind and be gracious to, if you don't know this, but Haiti is a predominantly black country. So, um, well, that's, that's not, that's nothing bad to say, but Haiti is a black country. Um, It's actually the first black Republic. It's actually the first black Republic. No, no, 100%. Like, 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 like quick little like plug. Right. So like the only reason why I was just telling, telling the, you know, people that are listening about like Haiti's demographic is that I was in high school and somebody didn't know where Haiti was or, 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 you know, oh my like, God. <laughs> never heard of Haiti. And it, so, so it was just kind of like, what in the world? Like, huh? So I just wanted to let people know how, how much of a contrast you would be. Yeah. So yeah. I'm a very stark contrast and I'm very aware of it. <laughs> so right. basically Haiti is for the, if you want to tell them where they are, where it is, Haiti is the island is the other side of the DR. Like it's the same island, but it's like, we're, we're, we're the west side, west, yeah, yes. and they're on the east side of the island, basically. Yes. Um, so if you want to know, that's where it is, in the middle of the Caribbean. And um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a first black republic. We um, were the first to abolish slavery, and we kind of like launched that whole movement yep. throughout the Americas. So little history there. Um, And actually, funny enough, um, I've been having with everything that happened with Black Lives Matter, because like I said, I don't identify to white. And in my family, there's this kind of thing. No, no, wait. Like as in my family, my dad raised me saying, you know, you have black ancestors and you have to be proud of that. And, you know, I have curly hair and and like whatever. He would always kind of like tried to make me proud of that and it turns out my cousin took a dna test and i think we're like very we're not as black as i thought we were like in terms of ancestry so i was so like oh shit like man i i thought like we had more than that but um and it's not to claim it it's not to claim it because i know a lot of people are like oh you want to claim our culture not at all because i've grown up in haiti it is my culture whether or not i look black you know i don't look black that would be a lie i am totally totally aware that i'm a hundred percent white passing and that i do benefit from white privilege i'm completely aware of that like denying that would be would be would be wrong you know and i've seen it i've seen it in, in times where i would be traveling while i was in college um and i would travel fairly frequently and the guys that the immigration officers would look at my passport, look at me and be like, hmm, I could tell they were thinking, why is she traveling so much? And then they would just give me my passport back and let me go. Sometimes, you know, they send me to the back to get interrogated, but like 80% of the time they let me go. And this is such a silly example, but it's one of the ones where I was acutely aware that if I was not blonde with blue eyes, they would have given me a tougher time. Hmm. Like for sure. Yeah, for sure. Because because it's true, like someone's traveling a lot and drug mules are such a thing. Some some officers did their job and sent me sent me to get interrogated. And I don't I don't care. You know, I did yeah. nothing wrong. Right. But I could tell that like a few of them would look at my passport, look at me and just be like, oh, fuck it. You know, because they think I'm in like an innocent little girl because of the way I look. It's just it's a flip side. And it's and it's obviously it's much easier to live by. But I was like, damn, like that's kind of messed up, you know. several times I've seen this happen so back to Haiti I am part of the minority I'm part of the minority there's a minority of light-skinned white people there's also a minority of what 
well, I'm not going to use the term because people hate it, but like mixed, um, mixed people who look more like what you would think a Latino looks like, right. but like golden caramel skin tone type of thing. Right, right, and right. so I, I just look fucking white, you know, I'm, I'm pale. I don't tan, which is my, to my, <laughs> to my biggest disappointment. I don't tan and People have teased me my whole life for it. People in school, my peers would always call me like all the nicknames to say how white and pale I was. And then people in the streets would automatically assume I was a foreigner, you know? Right. So, and I don't mind that, to be honest. Like, I don't mind it because I understand why one would think that way at first but where it used to like kind of tick me off is when I would tell them you know I'm Haitian and 90% of the time people are like no way you can't be Haitian and then I'll speak a little Creole and they'll be like oh shit yeah never mind yeah you are and then just laugh it off and that's it but there's always those people who are like no you're not and in recent years especially because I, I was in music and people could like sometimes knew who I was and then other times they didn't know who I was but they knew my music and then they would see me and be like what the fuck Uh, (laughs) like um what got to not got to me but like kind of like ticked me off is when I would say yeah yeah, I'm Haitian and and if they didn't believe me I'd be like yeah I'm Haitian and French and Chilean like maybe that's why I don't look how you expect me to look but I'm Haitian and then they would keep arguing saying no you're not and then pretend that it's not because of how I look I can't hear you I can hear you here I told you aliens make for good Can you hear me or is Zoom just telling us? I think there's a delay. There is, okay. <laughs> I thought you couldn't hear me. There's definitely a delay. You're good. You're I can hear you. Super clear. <laughs> I can hear you. This is really fun. Hello. It is me. If you're hearing me in, in real time, say pineapple. Pineapple. Okay, cool. So let's go. <laughs> All right. So what, what, where, where were we? You were talking about how, like, uh, they, you know, arguing with, uh, you know, uh, natives, fellow Haitians about, about your appearance and about your authenticity. Well, you see, that's funny. You, it's funny you would use the, the word native because, like, everyone in, it's, it's like Haiti is like America. Even though it's a majoritarily black country, everyone's right. imported for, to Haiti. <laughs> Just like all the wasps right. who pretend like America is their land or like, <laughs> it's like, honey, Yo. you just imported yourself. Dang, like, talk about it. Because all the Tainos is gone, was, was wiped out. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it. it's crazy. It. I am so sorry for that. Um, <laughs> to, to not say that you're not a native. Because. Oh, no, frankly, no, no. Don't worry. Fr- don't worry. Frankly, don't worry. Frankly, it's fine. You're a lot more native than I am, if anything. You feel me? Like growing up and uh, your Creole. Yeah, intact. but you know what? <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? You're never. I feel like a, there's there's a thing in Haitian identity where it's like you're never Haitian enough unless you are born, raised in Haiti from two Haitian parents. We have this way of kind of like nitpicking instead of coming together and embracing everyone as Haitian. We kind of like nitpick, oh, you're a diaspora, you're less Haitian because of that. Oh, you're not born in Haiti, but you were raised here. You're still not Haitian enough. Oh, one of your parents is not Haitian. You know, it's like, it's this bad habit we kind of have. And I don't say this to be like blaming anyone. I'm just saying it, you know, I've seen it. And I think it's unfortunate that we do that. But at the same time, the paradox is when we're outside of Haiti, we have a solidarity like no other. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... 
it's like once we're out of haiti it's like oh you have just like one haitian aunt you're haitian but then you're in haiti it's like uh, the the reverse it's a strange phenomenon yeah human nature funny thing i guess yeah funny 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 thing shoot so um dude i just want to say you know thank you so much uh for your time um i know i know you have you know a life like every other (laughs) no worries yeah but this is interesting this is it's a cool i mean i remember stumbling on your page and was like melon is human and i i looked at your pictures and a little like the storytelling you were going for and i don't know i like that you tried to just humanize everyone again in a sense like just just remember that we're all people and at the end of the day there is always something to connect us exactly and it's really interesting that how how you um drew out the parallels between you know like uh, america and then and then like haiti right because i never really thought about Mm -hmm. it like that but like for some reason we like to try to find the differences because like i like like you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. oh okay yeah. yeah your your dad is half haitian but you know your mother is like you know foreign you know she has no yeah. blood like okay well you know you can't be you're not as haitian as i am what yeah do you think why do you think dang this is this is gonna be a heavy question and i still i still want to you know <laughs> i still want to hear hear your 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 unique like cultural experience and how that kind of plays out into your music and everything else well i mean i i just for a second it hurt i'm not gonna lie because you feel like i mean like i told you i haiti is i'm haitian i'm french and i'm chilean i don't pick a favorite for me and and growing up in haiti haiti was always home so when everyone would always tell me you're not haitian or you're not haitian enough it used to sting you know and it used to make me feel a little rejected and hurt and whatever. And, but I reached a point where it, like I said, it kind of just slides right off. Now I'm like, you know what, you, you make up your mind on what you want to believe in, what box you want to check in your mind. I know who I am. If I don't fit it, that's not my fault. And at the end of the day, it's not my responsibility to fit in what you think of me um, or want to think of me. Um, So I just, but I, but you'll see it in my music that the past few years, I was making a lot of music geared towards Haiti. And it was, it was because I love our culture. It was for many reasons, including like this, this thing that I wasn't even conscious of it, but it was kind of like, I wanted to reaffirm and reassert that I was Haitian in a sense. And it was not a conscious thing to do because I genuinely love Haitian culture and think there's so much that Haitian culture has to us like to offer the world. But it's kind of like those two things together kind of like cross paths. And so for the past couple of years, I've been focusing on Haiti. But then I reached a point where I felt like this whole you're not Haitian rhetoric was kind of like coming at like it was it was this weird dynamic where I was giving so much and, and doing it with so much love and enthusiasm and still getting the reaction that, oh, but you're not Haitian kind of thing that I was just like, wait, but at the end of the day, perception like, I don't care what people think, but at the same time, perception, especially in my line of work is important. And if no one's, if they're always going to stop at what I look like, and at the end of the day, if, if they don't relate to me because of what I look like, right. it's, it happens, it's okay. And, mm-hmm. and I'm aware that my position in Haiti is a very atypical one. It's unusual. So like, I just realized that, you know what, I'm not going to force, I spend my life trying to make people believe that I'm Haitian because at the end of the day, I am Haitian. 
and I'm also French and I'm also Chilean and I feel like I'm giving Haiti all the love and kind of neglecting my other sides to myself and my personality and my culture and my life so I just just took a step back took my foot off the pedal off the gas pedal for a minute um, I haven't released anything since last year because I was kind of like kind of just re, re I took the focus off of Haiti and put it back on IET so like took it off of like the country and the culture and put it back on oh we have a little guest <laughs> Yes, that's that's my girlfriend. Oh hi! He says I just oh, saw just says, I just saw a forehead peeking through. Yeah, she got a forehead. She has a forehead. She has. <laughs> Does she now? Nose. She has a nose, and she has eyes. Yes. So sorry, sorry yeah. about that. No, no, no worries. Um, so, so I don't know. I was just saying of the, uh, Haiti of the and on to me, yeah. IET. I love it. Yeah. So yeah, so now in my music it's going to be it's just going to be what comes naturally, you know. When you're when you come from a country like Haiti, yes. you naturally speak more than one language. We have yes. two official languages, right. and then the fact that we're next to the DR, there's some people who speak Spanish, blah blah blah. I do because I'm Chilean. Right. Um and then the fact that we're so close to the US, a lot of the TV we get is in English. So a lot of people speak English. And now with social media, everybody speaks English at this point. I feel like it's become this kind of like international standard. Right. So on the day to day, I'm literally flipping between French and, and English and Spanish. And like my, my, my family is Spanish. My stepdad is Colombian. So I'm like in and out of Spanish. Uh, my Haitians, I speak Creole too. My um, family in France, I speak French too. My fr friends here in France, I speak French too. And English, like I said, it's kind of like I've studied in English, so I almost borderline think in English sometimes. So I'm going in and out of those languages all day long. So I feel like that's just going to be, I'm just going to be more natural about it. And, and it's going to show in the music in the sense that if it flows in English, it flows in English, it flows in French, it flows in French. If it right. flows in three languages, it flows in three languages. If it flows in all four, you know, like just go with it as it is. Right. And like I said, focus more on myself and making stuff that excites me in terms of my music, like stuff that has me all hyped and excited and like pumped. And Great. then hopefully, hopefully um, the audience will like it. <laughs> shoot. I think, I think so, man. I mean, you know, um, yeah, shoot. I really, why, why wouldn't they, you know, um, like a thing, a thing that's super trendy um, and that's with the times is just um authenticity you know? yeah um, yeah i know it's just it's it's still a little tricky like i i i'm happy to hear you say that because i feel like there's like i always i'm always afraid that it's gonna be too much but i feel like at the same time there's a general enthusiasm about it so hopefully because, you're right <laughs> because 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 what what ends up happening is um is that you will get your like legit loyal loyal niche fans. yeah exactly niche you, you you feel me um it's like birds of a feather flock together it's like your vibe mm. attracts your tribe so like you know like the people that will listen that continue listening to iet 2020 and beyond <laughs> you know that they were like legit they were like the real yeah thing, you know what i'm saying and, and then, yeah and then now you don't have to you don't have to worry about those stressors of, oh my gosh, is this, is this? Now you know, yo, yeah. being me, they're, they're here because of me, bet. Yeah. I'm just going to continue yep. being me. Let's go. <laughs> you feel me? Let's go. For sure. Let's go. Let's That's go. what you want as an artist. Exactly. Right? 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 Dream come yeah. true. Yeah. 
So question for you right quick. Um, mm-hmm. You had mentioned a little bit about the, you know, the things that's been happening, uh, social tension, uh, social racial tension right here in, in America. And uh, I'm sure, you know, you know, for sure it's mm-hmm. kind of spread worldwide. Um, a bit. Yeah. Uh, how, how has it been, um, you know, given your unique story and context, how has it been um, where you're at and... Um, um, right now, I mean, I mean, um, I mean, I was in Miami when um, George Floyd was killed, and then I left to Europe shortly after, so like a little before all the protests started. Okay. But to be honest, I always the thing is I didn't grow up American, even though America was right there. My my education is mainly French and Haitian, if anything. Um, so I don't know. I didn't know that much about America. I learned it more later in my late teens mm-hmm. um, when I lived in the U.S. for, for college for a bit. Um, and I never learned about the U.S. Um, history. I, I, I didn't know much. You know, I vaguely knew there was a civil war. I never really knew what it was about. All that knowledge came later in life. And then like three, two, three, I don't know, 2007, three years ago, okay. I saw the documentary uh, 13th by Ava DuVernay. I randomly saw, like downloaded it when I was traveling one day and I couldn't put it down <laughs> and it just opened my eyes so much to racial inequalities in America and how, you know, you would hear people in music or in TV or in film saying, you know, the system is against us, us being black people and people of color. And you would just hear that sentence, but not know what it was about. And that documentary really opened my eyes to it. And for a while, I always thought that, like, America has a race problem. Like, every country has, like, racists and assholes. Um, but I feel like a lot of times, um, like, in France, for example, I feel like it's a xenophobia problem where it's like, oh, you're foreign, go back to where you're from. Mm-hmm. Obviously, then it turns into racism, like, oh, you're Black or you're Arab or you're whatever. But it's like a general, like, oh, you're, the, you're foreign, go back to where you're from. Whereas in America, what shocked me, what used to shock me is, like, the the Americanness of Black Americans, African Americans is never in question. The issue is always just their skin color. And that mm-hmm. always kind of like had my, had me like, America really has, and I used to, I've been saying it for a while, like if whenever conversations of the sort would arise is that America has a race problem, like a racism problem. Mm-hmm. And, but then I never spoke on it or was never very vocal about it because I felt like it wasn't my place. And I feel like many white or white passing people felt like because you know you get white privilege this isn't your your story to tell you can't relate or you're going to say something wrong um and put your foot in your mouth and get like a a ton of shit for it Mm -hmm. so I felt like you know like I was just it was not my place because I didn't know what it was about I never experienced it so I stayed quiet you know and also it's not just because as a white person like I said I'm not American so there was a part of me who's like I'm not a constituent of the United States. I can't actually, you know, when they're telling you to go vote, I can't, I'm not American. Right. So, um, but the only, the, so what happened though, is that I was in America when I got the Ahmad Arbery, um, read about the Ahmad Arbery case. And then I, I could text that time. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm in America this time. I don't care at this point. Let me just text. Cause I didn't see it anywhere that I had to be American or whatever. I was just like, okay, you need a phone number. I have a phone number. And I texted for the petition and, um, and like a couple of days later, they arrested the, the, his murderers. And I was like, hey. this is the first time I feel like uh, individual action could have an impact. Yes. And 
And so ever since then, I've been signing all the petitions. <laughs> I've been signing all the petitions. I've been reposting everything I can. Um, and, and I'll keep doing it. You know, I might not be posting it on social media every day, but I'll be doing the work I can when I can and where I can. But I feel like also what, Amer what this taught me is that in Haiti, I always, you know, there's this kind of like sorrow and like this fight that people want to help change things for the better, but there's a lot of resistance to it. Mm -hmm. And I remember like a couple of years ago, I was doing radio shows and I was telling people, yeah, you know, one action, one plus one, we all can come together and everyone's little action will accumulate and we can come together. But it's like we, for, we, we don't believe in that in Haiti. We don't realize that there's strength in numbers. And we, the, the, the status quo just keeps winning because we don't realize that, you know? So when right. I have voted before in elections, in, in elections, but this was the first time that I felt like, yeah, there is strength in numbers. And yeah, you can put pressure on people to do stuff. And unfortunately in Haiti, it's just, there are many layers. And, and ironically, I was talking about this with a friend of mine it brought up the question because she's um she's mixed mm -hmm. she's darker skinned than i am but she's not black right. you know what i mean she looks mm -hmm. mixed she looks latina she's got that tan skin the curly hair brunette and she felt like she wasn't black enough to be haitian mm -hmm. you know and she had this conversation like with her family and they all kind of brought it up and it's just Haiti is much more complex. So it's very strange seeing America in a sense, it's, it's literally a black and white issue. Right. Haiti is, there are so many layers to it and so much unsaid, mm -hmm. like there, it's so tricky. And it's just like, I want it in a sense. I wish that we could have that faith in collective action and yeah. really get change. It's just that we lack leadership and we lack that faith that it can really be done. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, given, man, uh, so well said, um, how you just like, connected different things um, from, you know, the struggle that's happening in America, and um, how, and then just given that perspective of, you know, like, wishing that, you know, the Haitian people can have that solidarity that is seen in you know with the african americans here which is which is so ironic right because in the beginning right 18 you know in the beginning of haiti um you know haiti was was that source of inspiration for mm -hmm. the other you know um oppressed blacks all around the world mm -hmm. and then now it's seeming like okay the inspiration is is going to be coming from you know next door from overseas from, <laughs> from the u.s yeah and, and you know like my dad is like super into politics man god bless his heart and you know he definitely wants to um you know like like most of a lot like a lot like most of other like diasporas and you know haitians <laughs> in general they you know like we want to see our, our country do yeah. better you know what i'm saying and like you said, for sure, the leadership, bro, is just a bunch of sellouts, right? And everybody's, I guess at the end of the day, everybody's just trying to look out for themselves, not realizing yeah. that nobody wins like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, it, we're, the thing is, like, Haiti has, be, has been in a mode of survival yeah. rather than thriving. We don't, yeah. we don't think of thriving. We, th we think of surviving, yeah. you know. So like and today, like today. What like, do you mean? 
like what like how can i make it to oh that? yeah yeah basically and and i always kind of say in terms of leadership we're looking at the ground trying to dodge the the potholes and the rocks in front of us but we okay. forget to look up and look where the hell we're going and if we keep going this wow. way we're going to end up on the edge of the fucking cliff wow. and just be too late to not fall you know that's what i feel in terms of leadership that we're not doing right we need to look the fuck up right and decide where we're going because dude, right now we're just looking at our feet dude i think i think that's the perfect campaign look the fuck up <laughs> IET 20, no but it's true <laughs> IET 2020 IET you know i yo IET 2020 yo come on <laughs> now i mean it's it, not bro. even we to can, get yo, we can make the we, we can make the shirts <laughs> we can drop a little <laughs> single yo that's it if he that's it you know what i'm saying yeah, I mean, that's, it's just like, and honestly, like, I'm not gonna lie, I reached a point, the, the fact is that um, Haiti also felt draining, I, I want to help my country in whatever way I can. But right. I reached a point where I felt like I was powerless in what I was trying to do for many reasons. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, okay, this is just not my time. And so right now, I need to focus on myself and getting where I want to get. And then when the time comes, I'll be able to do what I want to do. Um, to help Haiti move forward, you know, because part of me feels guilty for, for leaving. I used to live in Haiti and I moved a couple of months ago now into okay. Paris and okay. part of me feels guilty for it. But at the same time, I feel like I was just going to drive myself into the, run myself into the ground, feeling powerless and, and useless and mm -hmm. trying to prove something like, mm. so just took this break, took this like decision. And I'm fortunate enough to have, because I am mixed family kind of everywhere. So I can okay. kind of just, you know, pick up and crash at a, at a relative's like, Hey, what's up? I'm here now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, just the, the goal being to focus on myself and on, on, on accomplishing what I want to accomplish on a personal level so that when I have all the resources that I need in hand, I can come back and actually make a difference. Yeah, that's the that's the the IT twenty twenty nine plan. <laughs> IT twenty twenty nine. No, I dig it. I definitely dig it. Um, yeah, I was talking with my dad, uh, not too long ago, and we were just talking about like honestly, the diasporas are is Haiti's only hope. Um, and yeah, which is In a which sense, is crazy, yeah. which is crazy because. To, to Haitians in Haiti, living in Haiti, raised in Haiti, um, the diasporas are like in like their enemy. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 they yeah. they really don't like but, the diasporas. But, but I told you it's because it's kind of this kind of like it's kind of like the cold in Canada situation where it's like mm -hmm. we have our misery. Don't try to claim it. In a sense, so right. it's like. It's kind of that, like, you don't know our hardships, so you can't claim it, so you can't be part of, you can't be, like, you don't know it, so you're not us, in a sense. It's that kind of right. feeling. But mm -hmm. you're, I think you're right, because I remember one day I was, <laughs> I was in the U.S., I was eating somewhere in Miami, and two guys behind us were talking, and they were Haitian, and they had just met. And one of them is telling the other how he's going to, he's going to buy, build a building, and has this whole like uh, real estate development project for Haiti and blah, blah, blah. And I'm here sitting and listening to him and he has this whole project, right? And he's so enthusiastic and he's, he believes in it and he still wants to do it. And I have lived in Haiti and I'm, I just came from there and everything. And I'm just like, man, they're going to eat you alive. And, and they're like, 
instead of seeing what you're trying to do, they're going to try to roadblock you. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. It's, yeah. it's just, that's what I'm saying. It's like Haiti is like a family that just has too much emotional baggage and trauma and doesn't talk and can't right. talk and doesn't know how to talk. Yeah. So it's all these like layers of unsaid tensions and things that just simmer in a sense and, and fester, if you will. And yeah. it's just, it's, it's hard to watch. It's hard to like live and not feel like you're a part of the problem. So, you know, I talk to a lot of friends. I talk to friends who don't live in Haiti anymore and feel like they feel the same way, but they feel like because they were fortunate enough to have a place to be that they can't say anything because it's not their place. I have friends who can't leave and are still in Haiti and, you know, focus on doing what little they can do to make an impact. And, and I think they are making impacts and, and I admire them and I, you know, so it's, it's a tough situation for the youth in Haiti because I feel like it's, it's a lot of little things that, that make it very complicated and complex, mm -hmm. but I'm hoping in a sense that what's going on in America can kind of create a, a blueprint maybe mm. for for like talking about social injustices and race and all those kinds of issues right. and maybe maybe like you said maybe this time the inspiration will come from america and back to us i don't know i hope because i Seriously. think at the end of the day we just need to embrace the help wherever it comes from especially if it comes from haitians who want to see the country move forward right there's just a lot of a lot of things to change that have to change and I tell you, um, to, to be quite honest with you right now, like I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a lot. It's, it's definitely a lot. And we need, we need more, we need more diaspora in a sense and more Haitians to care, diaspora or not. We need more Haitians to care and want the same thing and realize, look in America, look what happened. You know, people took to the streets and then change really happened. Maybe we need to do that. Just really come together once and for all. Yeah, but but like you know, what I'm saying like uh, the I was gonna say uh, manifestations, but that's just the English um, <laughs> uh, translation. But um, what is it? The uh, like the protests. protests. Like, yeah, and so and, and and so you know, there's been a whole bunch of different pro. Like you know, what I'm saying like Haiti, the people always, quote unquote, the people has always you know protested, um, very very um very boldly or very you know you know you know what i'm saying like i don't like, know but but let's not get into politics in haiti because that's a that's a viper's nest and we'll never true. get this out of true. it this alive we'll true. just this like drown in this the quicksand true. of it dang girl wisdom wisdom has spoken. but but it's two haitians that care so i get you wanting to keep like getting deeper but let me tell you it's just gonna we're gonna just drown in that quicksand right oh, quick. no you're you're 100 <laughs> correct wisdom has spoken wisdom has spoken uh so you know, to wrap things up, um, I don't know. Uh, like, I I think I think we got. Um, I think we hit a lot of the stuff. Um, so I guess um, just any closing thoughts um, that you. Um, closing have? thoughts. Yeah. Um, just general thoughts that I've had. You know, I feel like when you and I were talking quickly, you said you would you would we were looking forward to hearing my story and you think people would relate and it was very interesting to hear because for me I feel like coming from such randomly mixed cultures because it's a random mix let's be honest right um Worlds I apart. feel like I, I I feel like people wouldn't really relate because I guess I'm just thinking about in terms of my specific mix but mixed 
cultures, mixed people, it happens. And if we're going to be, I always say this, there's going to be more and more of us because the world is more and more intertwined and globalized. So in a sense, I just want to say, I just hope that everything that's going on now really kind of helps us open our eyes because a lot of the discourses change. We, we went from, I don't see color to, I want you to see color mm. and acknowledge the beauty and differences so I feel like, you know, we're still in the midst and in the thick of it. So it's still hot and we don't know exactly. We haven't made it up. We haven't made it through. You know, we're still in the thick of it. Yes. So hindsight 2020, I hope that once all is said and done, I hope the dust settles and there's real change that is made so that all the like social injustices in America are actually righted. And I hope the world kind of uses that Haiti and the world uses that as a blueprint to really address issues of culture and race and all those like differences that make us human that we usually use to separate us and how we could maybe bring the, use them to bring us together because like I said we're going to be more and more mixed at this point it's kind of inevitable and um, so I just want to say I hope this brings a new like perspective on everything and that we can just learn to love and respect each other I know that sounds so utopic and like peace and love dude <laughs> But it's true, like, I feel like we're actually seeing, you know, you, the hardship can actually give us that kind of bond. Mm -hmm. So I hope we kind of get out of this. This year has been hella weird, man, between COVID Super. and then all the pandemic. I, I really, really think, you know, people, I always say, like, this is leap year energy. The last weird year like this was 2016, and it was a leap year. That's Ooh. when Brexit happened. That's when Trump got elected. Interesting. Amongst other things that I can't. I know, I know there was other stuff, but like those are the right. two main events that we were like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. And then this year was just like, this year told 2016, hold my beer. It's my turn now, you know? <laughs> and, and just threw a bunch of stuff in our face. But if we learn from it, we can actually get out of this so much stronger and so much better as a right. just like worldwide society. Mm -hmm. um, it's like it's a test, you know? We're, we're put to the test. And all the racists are being exposed. All the assholes are being exposed. And I feel like, you know, at this point, let's, let's, let's rise above. This is our opportunity to show, like, we can actually, everybody's always talking about coming together, but we can actually do it. Yep. So let's fucking learn from all this crap we've been through. Right. And try to really unify. I think we've done a good job, apart from those spring breakers who went out and still wanted, like, if I get corona, I get corona. Still, most people stayed home, you know? Yeah, most people did stay home. Mo most Absolutely. people stayed home, even though now they're fighting it and they need to stay their asses home and wear their masks. But put others, like, not just focus on our own needs because we were so self-centered and consumeristic. So even though that's not so much about race, but this the whole protest about George Floyd and, and social injustices, racial injustices, it's like, it's like pushing us even further, you know, it's like, oh, you're not just going to have to readjust your way of life. You also have to realize all the ways things are fucked up around here exactly. and we need to change it. Exactly. So I just hope we do change it. I hope we start, you know, opening our minds once and for all. And of course, there'll always be assholes. But if if 90 percent of the world can open their minds, that's already a huge chunk, you know, even yeah. 80, you know, but let's do it. Let's actually do it. Open our minds to differences and embracing them yo you guys heard it first here i'm melanie's <laughs> human iet 2029 <laughs> is running for president of haiti of haiti oh god <laughs> <laughs> no no hey dude iet i appreciate appreciate your energy 
I definitely appreciate your time you. and your honesty, your story. I'm telling you, when when this is when I'm gonna put this out, I'm telling you, it's going to resonate. Not that I have a huge audience first, you know, first off, but like for sure, <laughs> for sure. No, 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 no but I would love to. I would love to. I would love to hear people, you know. Um, tell tell me more about like tell us more about their stories too and how they relate to x y or z because i feel like you can easily feel alone when you are when you don't fit a mold it's easy to feel a little lonely and a little left out so it's cool for us if if you see people like you you know tell your story too because then it makes everyone feel like oh there's more like me out there (laughs) exactly and it brings encouragement positivity yeah um, all good things uh in life and so just to uh close us up um i would love it if you could um tell us like a like a song to listen a song of yours your favorite song to listen like right of now. mine yes they're not out yet <laughs> <laughs> okay they're coming. a little marketing scheme there okay yeah no no they're actually i'm actually working on that right now on some videos on like hey. releasing singles i'm i'm okay. late on my schedule let me tell you i'm like if it was up to me i would have released it's i would have released something girl no 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 it's because i'm trying to i'm trying to do it right i'm trying to give these songs like the biggest chance they can have and for that i want to have a video i want to have you know plans and 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 make things do do things the right way so i'm i'm learning to make myself be more patient and chill out but the songs are coming in the meantime i don't know let me see if i can give you something to listen to of mine in the meantime that i feel most reflective of me Um, less patient than you yes (laughs) <laughs> I think um, you can listen to Voodoo You Do because okay. that one was an experimental, random, I don't know, but I liked making it. It was just different and I really liked it. Um, okay. And if not, Mama is a very, Mama is more like if it, if you're Haitian and you love your country and you're like a little homesick, listen to Mama. And if not, listen to Voodoo You Do. Okay. That's what okay. I would say. Okay. And yeah. then stay tuned. Because <laughs> later this month, later in in July, I think I'll have a release ready with everything. Hey, that's Fingers what's up, crossed. guys. Later in July. So <laughs> again, follow IET on all platforms, yes. uh, music platforms, wherever you can find your music. It's A Y I I T I, and that's also her Instagram handle. Yeah. So uh, definitely handle that. Follow the her. Plug. <laughs> the plug is real out here. Just showing love and support. You know, you, you feel me? and um, yeah i appreciate it yeah no worries um and just as in closing i like to just you know um have my uh, guests say that you know their ethnicities and just say that mm-hmm. you're 100 human so go for it so i'm a i'm it i'm 100 haitian 100 french and 100 chilean and 100 human hey come on yes <laughs> mic, drop. Awesome. mic drop mic drop mic drop Dude, uh, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you that I missed or that you want to say before we uh, cut this out? Yo, shout out to uh, Zoom. This has been Zoom, yeah. more than 40 minutes, but I ain't don't, complaining. Don't make them up now. <laughs> this has been 30 minutes. This has been 30 minutes. Yeah. No, well, I just want to say thank you for having me and for being interested in, in my story in the first place. Thank you for letting me um, share it and, and talk because I know I talk a lot. Um, to whoever so, listened, thank you so much. Uh, if you've made it this far, damn, you're a real one because, like I said, <laughs> I know I talk a lot, but shout out to you. Shout and um, just, you know, don't be afraid to be yourself, even though yourself is not always 
simple or cookie cutter. Hmm. Just, just do it. Just do you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for having me and all the good vibes. Hey, come on now. All right, homie. Uh, <laughs> thanks again. Hopefully this isn't the last time we'll get to interact, but um, yeah, blessings. Probably not. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, well, you know, good night, bon nuit, au revoir. All of that good stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. All right, homie. All right. Well, have a good one. You too. Peace out.